When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You don't think that it's time that somebody cared enough to have a dream? Why are you getting so upset? This is not about you. Yes, it is. You are a human affront to all women, and I am a woman. At some point, you gotta decide for yourself who you are. Can't let nobody make that decision for you. How do you go about getting an exorcism? I beg your pardon? Who are you? The resistance on me. They sent you. What's special about you? Where are you from? Nowhere. Hi, thanks for downloading this Kermode on Film podcast. Uh, I'm joined this week virtually by uh, Jack Howard. Um, because Hello, of uh, coronavirus and everything, I am currently in my, in my dingy little office in uh, Hampshire. Jack, you appear to be in outer space because we're looking at I'm each other through, space. through a video conferencing thing. And, uh, and you've, you've managed to... I, mean, I don't know how to do that. So I've just got my office behind me. I've got oh, my wow. Jeremy like we've, we've gone full millennial talking to a boomer. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, you've made your, your background all, all space. Like, I don't know how to do mm-hmm. that. Look, I'll do something else now for the, for the Patreon yeah. supporters. Yeah. I'm gonna... this, is, this is, incidentally, if, you are, if you're interested in watching this, if you're just listening to this podcast and you think, you know, I wonder what on earth is going on, go to our Patreon page. There's loads and loads of videos. There's videos of me and Jack before the coronavirus lockdown happened. We recorded a couple of uh, things together, and Nick, who produces this, always um, uh, does video of it, and we're sticking them up on Patreon. Also, worth saying that if you go to our Patreon page, we've started putting up the very, very first MK3D shows from like four years ago, and they're a special treat for uh, Patreon subscribers. But what you'd be missing if you're just listening to this is that Jack has just put a picture of a real me treat. and him behind him. <laughs> the fun we can have here on this podcast you're a director we should do it like Jack, this always you? even when we go back to normal this is how we should do it <laughs> this adds an anyway, extra le- level to it all how how are you bearing up because obviously we you know we haven't seen each other i, I lose track of time has it been three or four weeks since it's, everything I think started we're in the fourth week i in can't the fourth remember week. i'm starting to remember days by what i had for dinner like that's how i'm starting <laughs> to distinguish the days now um but yeah, it's all right. I I, I think positively, uh, I'm sort of an eternal optimist. So I'm actually treating this like it's narrowed down my options of what I can do with my time. And so yeah. I'm enjoying... You're right. You sort of knocked your microphone. Yeah, I'm fine. My, just, my microphone, just so you know, okay, this is how professional it is. My microphone is balanced on a Werner Herzog box set. And <laughs> to make it even better... It's a signed Werner Herzog box set. Oh, exactly. I bet he'd be honoured to know that's how it was being it used. Would. Yes. Anyway, sorry. But so yeah, you were I'm, saying I'm, you're I'm, an eternal I'm enjoying, optimist. Yeah, and I'm, I'm enjoying the sort of the, how narrowed down my options have become of what I can achieve creatively on my own in my own space, rather than you know the I've, I've basically just been boxed in, literally, and, and I like that feeling <laughs> of just being box. able to be limited. <laughs> what about you? How are you? How are you finding it all? Well, I mean. Not so bad. I mean, I'm, you know, obviously I'm really lucky. I'm in Hampshire and I've got a garden. 
Mm. So I've got, it's not a big garden, but it's a garden. And it means that every day you can get out into the garden. I've got a dog that I can walk up and down the track because we don't live on a road. We live on a track. So it's not like, you know, it's very difficult. If you if you live on a road and you want to go out and walk the dog, it's very hard to socially distance. We live on a track in the middle of nowhere. So if I want to walk the dog up the track, you know, once a day, it's possible to do. So, I, you know, I have got absolutely nothing to complain about. That mm. doesn't mean I don't complain. I mean, you know, I, it's <laughs> Quite that's something I'm, I'm, I'm very good at doing. But no, it's, it's fine. I, I, I mentioned this before in the, the previous blog, actually, which came out of a conversation that you and I had, the blog that I just did last week. I'm really missing being in cinemas with other people. I'm oh, really wow, missing yeah. being in screening rooms with my colleagues, you know, people who... who missing just... church. It's church. Like, it's, it's like it's my place. Yeah, yeah. That I like to go to feel like for two hours, nothing else matters here, but just yeah. being in this, you know, being present in this room. And I haven't got that. And it's hard to recreate it at home. But we've got uh, social isolation film clubs, like everyone's on WhatsApp groups and yeah, starting how's that going? pressing play you, at the same time. Are you doing one of them? Have you done any of them yet? I've got several. I've got, I'm, <laughs> people won't stop asking if I want to watch films at the same time as them. I've had one as well where I watched... Uh, a film with my friend Dave and we were both just on mute on FaceTime at the same time so we were just like reacting to each other back and forth about what was going on in the film <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's great because I think that what that demonstrates is that even in isolation people want to be watching films with other people and they'll yeah. actually go to some quite complicated process of I mean this is to again, share that is, experience to share that experience and again this is weird Jack because of the age difference between us you are what's referred to as a as a as a digital native and i'm what's referred to as a digital immigrant you know you grew up in the digital mm -hmm. world i arrived at it by by mistake you know and i'm still <laughs> quite a long way behind you so i'm still astonished that we can even do this i'm astonished yeah. that i can look at you in a picture of the milky way or whatever it is and i can talk to you as if you're here but the big thing for me is that it's I've really had to come to grips with streaming movies, which I, I really didn't do before because I had this really big thing about seeing movies in cinemas. But I have really got the handle or a handle on streaming them. And I'm very strict about it that I'll, you know, I'll set the television up. I have to plug my computer in. I haven't got a smart television. I mean, I live in the New Forest. The, 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 if we get a Wi-Fi signal of three megabytes here, <laughs> it's Christmas. Like, you know, it's like, wow, let's just download everything. And, um, but so I get everything set up and I get all the ratio and then I make sure that I sit and I watch it from beginning to end without interruption to kind of recreate that. The, the same experience. The, yeah, the same the same experience of being of being in a cinema. And partly it's because I think it's fair to the movies, but partly it's because I'm just missing that experience of being in the cinema. What's going to happen? I'm going to go back to screenings and I'm going to sit in the cinema. And I'm going to get to a point in the film and I'm going to wonder why I can't reach for a remote control and just go, hang on, pause that a minute. I'm just going yeah, yeah, yeah. to go... So, but no, I think I'm. I think I'm doing fine. I mean, uh, you know, it's uh, as I said. I think honestly, neither you nor I have anything to complain about. You seem healthy as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm trying to be active, and and I don't have a garden, but my I, my landlord lives below me, and he right. has a garden, and he's been very very kind about that, and he also has a dog, so I can take her for a walk. Like it's, it, I've just almost like inherited like some very very luck. I'm very lucky to have have these things just nearby. Yeah. Um, and that I'm very grateful for. And I also am not alone. I have housemates, um, people that I very much like and know and have for a long time. And so to be isolated yeah. with anybody, I'm very glad it's them. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm just looking at the, the silver lining in all of this. And I also, I hope, I don't know if we've said this before on the previous podcast, but I hope that when it all 
comes to an end all of this stuff which it will it is going to come to an end i know it feels like it could go on forever at the moment um but i'm hoping that the positive effect it will have on people i keep saying i think it's gonna be like the 60s i think there's gonna be a lot of like emphasis on community and love and togetherness and people being grateful to be around other people i think people are not going to take that for granted anymore and i'm i'm looking forward to that shift in in people's mentality and i love the fact that you you accuse me of being a boomer and you're saying oh, it's going to be like peace and love. It's going to be like the hate, you know. It's going to be like you know, hanging out in San Francisco, Golden Gate Park, all that stuff. It's like, but I mean, I think, I think people do genuinely. We are going to talk about a subject. Incidentally, if you're yes, listening to this as a podcast, we are going to talk about a subject in a moment. But we're just catching up. Um, I think that uh, I think that people are really looking forward to getting back to. Um, well, you know, no. I said I, I saw a thing on it. Somebody said, "Is this going to get back to normal?" And somebody, somebody else replied, "No, it's going to be much better than that." And mm. I think it's. Hold on one second. Somebody appears to be delivering something. Just hold it one second. I'm going to come straight okay. back. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sorry. How was that? It's fine. It was just somebody delivering it. But of course, now if somebody's delivering something, they have to do the thing about it. they have to leave it at the gate, and then you have to sh- yeah they, shout you, at you. you. Obviously, you can't sign anything anymore. So they go, "What's your date of birth?" And then somehow that checks it. And then you go outside, and then you come back in, then you bring it in, and then have, you have to put the packages down, wash your hands, and not because you, you need to stand for a little while. Because all oh, right, okay, there's a whole process apparently i'm just doing what i'm told i just i just i got a delivery where somebody left it on a rock near my house and they just went what's your name i went jack he went yep and then just walked off Uh, (laughs) that's just that's as far as i've got with this new process of things being delivered but i've heard about people being having pizzas delivered and there's an extra box and then they think they've got an extra pizza but they've just put the box underneath so that they, they're not just putting the pizzas on the ground. Oh, okay. So okay. everyone gets excited about having a third pizza or something and being like, oh, oh no, it's just an empty box. Why have I got an empty box? <laughs> well, listen, Jack, because we are, we are doing this for a reason, which is that, um, that you have, you have what I am calling Jack's thesis just before we came to, uh, just before the, the whole coronavirus lockdown thing happened. The la- last time you and I met, you said, I've been thinking about this thing, and you started describing. I said, "Okay, hang on, whoa, 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 hold that thought, because that sounds to me like a like, like to quote your video. This could be a podcast, and um, see, <laughs> see, see. I'm actually watching Jack and Dean videos. Um, and oh, uh, that's so yeah. nice. 
Yeah, um, they're very entertaining. I love the one when he's uh, he's hearing a voice in his head, and there's a really funny voice cameo. I think that's a great one. And really, it anyway, sounds like a really handsome man. It does, handsome if hefty. I would. There was a thing about Secrets <laughs> of Cinema in the press recently, and they referred to me as um, heavy set. That's just fat, right? Heavy set <laughs> is just fat. That's all that is. Did they call you heavy set film critic Mark Kermode? Yeah. That's okay. Li- it's like saying fat boy film critic Mark Kermode. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so you you can, so so what we what we're going to do in this is we're going to discuss your thesis. I will remind you that I have a PhD. So Jack, oh yeah, take it away. Uh, thank you, Mark. Uh, and I would <laughs> like to tell everybody that I've never referred to it as a thesis before. It's just a thing I find interesting. Uh, and good to know that you have a PhD before I jump into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's Doctor Kermode to you. Just... <laughs> so. At the start of the year, I got the chance to see The Matrix in the cinema for the first time. I've obviously seen The Matrix many, many times, but never have I seen it on the big screen before. And it was amazing to see it like that for the first time. It almost changed the movie a little bit. But also, because I've seen it so many times and I hadn't seen it for a while, I was able to sort of come at it it a little bit fresher. Um, And I thought about it and I I was like, oh, if you boil the the Matrix down, it is about an average man who gets told he's special... (laughs) <laughs> he then gets to learn a lot of very complex skills without putting in any effort or time. And that, I just found that very funny. Um, and then I started considering the difference in sci-fi then and now, like 20 years difference between the 90s and the, the late 2010s. Okay. And maybe think of Blade Runner 2049 and how Blade Runner 2049 is about a man who thinks he's special and then learns across the course of the film that he isn't the special chosen one, but that doesn't mean that his life isn't worth living, that he can't help the cause that he's part of. It just means that he isn't the special one. And Mm. I find that to be an interesting difference in the way that uh, narrative approaches to sci-fi movies and and, and just a general um, approach to ideas in general like how what the perspective that you take in stories and i think it has changed a lot in those years and i almost feel like the filmmakers that are making telling stories now are responding to that 90s idea that everyone's special and that you can achieve anything girl power like like everything about the 90s was like you were sold a lie that you are special and it seems like the the filmmakers now are responding to those stories with a more realistic approach and that's kind of my that was my observation so do you think you think that this is something that's happened since the 90s that in the 90s the idea that you are special is prevalent and that now 20 years later and bear in mind you know that the matrix is now was it 1999 is it 21 years ago yeah shocking um in the in that 20 years that idea that you are special has now gone away is that is that what you're saying i think generally yeah i think that you can obviously pick out you know the very first star wars and harry potter harry potter incidentally obviously was written in the 90s but like the matrix there's a lot of jesus complex of the chosen one and now it feels like people want to be the chosen one and then they find out they're not i think another example of that in recent cinema and an interesting example of it would be the last jedi that ray wants to be special and she wants so badly to be to matter and then she gets told that she doesn't but that doesn't mean that she can't have an effect on the story. And then obviously they retconned that with the rise of Skywalker. And I find that interesting as well, that people got this new challenging way of looking at a story, which is maybe 
they don't need to be part of a royal family in order to matter to this. Maybe they don't need to be a chosen one. Maybe they can just matter because they are a good person. And nah, nah, <laughs> no, they have to be part of a royal family. So, like, I think that's all very interesting as well. Why are you here, Ray, from nowhere? The Resistance sent me. We need your help. The First Order's become unstoppable. Why are you here? Something inside me has always been there. But now it's awake. And I'm afraid. I don't know what it is, or what to do with it. And I need help. I think as far as the, the Ray from Nowhere thing is concerned, you and I are completely on the same page here. That the, the, the big problem with Rise of Skywalker is that in The Last Jedi, and we've spoken about this before, she is Ray from Nowhere. And then, as you say, they, they, they throw it all out and go, no, 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 she's Ray from somewhere. Actually, she's mm -hmm. Ray from Palpatine. I'm sorry if yeah. you haven't seen it. If you haven't, it's your well, own fault, care. right? Spoil no, exactly. I'm beyond, beyond that. <laughs> um, but th that whole thing about not having the strength of the thing's convictions. The, the, the few things that, I, that I'd say, firstly, to, to answer your own specific um, uh, uh, examples, as far as The Matrix is concerned, are we including the the two subsequent Matrix movies? Because you know, there's another Matrix movie coming. I think is, there is. It's next Matrix year. Is, is it happening? Is yeah. it? And it's Lana Wachowski. And is it still on course for next year? As far as we know, I don't know. All I know is that it was scheduled at the time to for John Wick Four and the Matrix Four to come out on the same weekend, <laughs> which is a very Keanu heavy. It's Keanu for anybody. But if you take the two sequels, and incidentally, my feeling is that The Matrix is great, and I think neither of the two sequels come anywhere close to it. And I know that the Wachowski said we always intended it as a trilogy, and I, I just don't know whether either of those two sequels are necessary. But there is a lot of business going on in those sequels about he is the chosen. Is he the chosen one? He is, the, you know, is he the one? He's not the one. He's the, maybe the other one, but he's not the one. So actually, the, the driving force of the narrative is that he might not be the one. All the way through those sequels, they keep going. In the case of Harry Potter, there is the interesting thing about Harry Potter that although Harry Potter is the boy who lived, there is a thing as we get towards the end of the full Harry Potter narrative that we imagine is him, but actually turns out not to be him. He actually isn't. I'm, I'm trying very hard not to spoil this, but as we get towards the very end of the Harry Potter story, there is a there is another character who in mm. fact turns I out to be I think we can talk about Harry Potter in detail. It's been long enough, I think, that if you don't know Harry Potter and you're listening to this, it's a bit of a weird choice. Yeah, except it's I don't know, I I, I kind of care about it slightly more because I think that what Harry Potter does is that there is there is a thing towards the end of Harry Potter that something tells crucial you there could happens. have been another one. That, but no, that tells you that something crucial happens, that it's not him doing it, it's somebody else doing it. So I think that the stories have always played with those ideas. I absolutely agree that The Matrix, and I, I, funnily enough, I remember saying this about The Matrix at the time. I wasn't alone in saying it. It wasn't, look how smart I am. I kind of, a lot of people said this. 
that what the matrix was was a kind of uh you know wet dream for computer nerds who spend their whole life in their bedroom which is like oh my you know i speak, just fiddle around on my computer screen but i somehow i think i'm the i am the center of the universe i am you know i can fly <laughs> i can do kung fu i can do all that stuff and you say again you say without any effort because there's that brilliant thing when he says i know kung fu because the thing goes Show me. Stump, and they <laughs> upload it into him and i think even then everybody thought okay that you know that is a wish fulfillment fantasy but the reason it works is because it's a wish fulfillment fantasy that we all know to be completely nonsensical nobody actually thought that computer nerds sitting in their bedroom were Keanu Reeves doing kung fu and having the ability to fly because the, actually the whole narrative of the matrix is that he becomes superman it's funny because there is a similarity and i keep doing this there's a similarity between the narrative of the matrix and punch drunk love because at the e i mean think about the end of the matrix the phone yeah. box and the you know and, and the, the thing he be yeah it's it's the superman story and of course the whole thing with the superman story is the accidental chosen one because the chosen one because the planet is destroyed and his father puts him in you know puts him in and that's why we get brightburn and so i think even even back in in 1999 the idea that it was okay to be the chosen one was kind of a, was under some kind of investigation i mean it, the, the the reason that the matrix worked was because it was just a it looked like a ridiculous wish fulfillment fantasy the other two things this made me think of were there is a brilliant bill hicks sketch um which is it's on the um it's on the there's a double cd of bill hicks's uh, finest stuff um which is which is just really i mean he's you know he's 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 a, he's a brilliant comedian and he does this routine called your children are not special he says, and this is an idea that has made me, you know, outlawed and unpopular in 51 states across America. Your children are not special. You may think they're special, but they're not special. And he does this whole routine about, and this is, you know, this is some years ago now, obviously, about how that idea of specialness that you pass on is complete bunk. Here is the idea that has made me anonymous in America. If you have children here tonight, and I assume some of you do, I am sorry to tell you this. They are not special. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 hold on. Let's don't have any... Wait, 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 don't, don't misunderstand me. I know a lot of y'all... What? What? Wait, wait, wait. Let's be clear on this. I know you think they're special. <laughs> I'm aware of that. I'm just trying to tell you they're not. <laughs> Do you know that every time a guy comes, he comes 200 million sperm? Did you know that? 200 million sperm. And you mean to tell me you think your child is special? Because one out of 200 million sperm, that load. We're talking one load. Connected. Gee, what are the fucking odds? Finally, there is an idea that's raised by Douglas Adams in um, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And I, I don't know whether you ever read Hitchhiker's Guide or, or listened to I know you've seen the film, which is really not, doesn't do it justice. But there's a brilliant moment in Hitchhiker's Guide when Arthur Dent, who is a nobody in a dressing gown, who suddenly discovers that his best friend isn't from Bristol, but is from Beetlejuice, um, 
he's on a spaceship and he suddenly says that you know this is and he's the only survivor of the human race the whole of planet earth has been wiped out and it's just him because he doesn't know about trillion yet and it's just him and he says to arthur he says you know this this makes sense of everything this i've and and, uh, and four prefects says what do you mean and arthur says well you know i've always had this sense that that there was something there was something that i wasn't seeing you know somehow it's special and now and four says Oh, no, no, that's just paranoia. Everyone's got that. When you say mice, do you mean the little furry white creatures with whiskers, ears, cheese? Yeah, but they're merely protrusions into our dimension of hyper-intelligent pan-dimensional beings. I mean, I, I don't know this um, cheese of which you speak, but they were there on Earth as mice experimenting on you. Oh, I see where you become confused now. You see, we were experimenting on them. Ah, no. Well, yeah, no. I, ga I gather that's what they wanted you to think, but you were actually elements in their computer program. Actually, this explains a lot, you know. All my life I've had this strange feeling that there's something big and sinister going on in the world. No, that's perfectly normal paranoia. Everyone in the universe gets that. <laughs> and it's, so even back then... They were playing with with that idea. So I think what's interesting is that in your perception, it's mm. changed from the nineties to now. And I think, I think that although it's always been there, the fact that you see it as a change is significant. Can you think of other things that kind of that fit into that for you? I mean, maybe not even to do with films, but culturally, that idea that you are not special is that something? Is that a generational feeling? Um, I'm not sure to be honest. Um, <clears throat> but just in response to some of the things that you were saying, mm. I think it's I think it is right. Obviously, that the 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 idea of playing with who's special and who's not, and the idea of the one, and if there are, if you even are the one, yeah. I think that that idea obviously is being played with in the Matrix. And but my I think my point is that at the end, he is. He is. Like, well, at least at the yes, would be <laughs> like like, he, like at the end of the first Matrix, he is. Like, he is the one. I know. Yeah, the, and at the, the end of the, the third the Matrix, he, he, he literally ascends like that, doesn't he? It's like yeah. okay, fine. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in, the, in the sequels, don't, isn't there like an idea of there have been many ones? You are just yes. one of the ones. One um, of the ones. <laughs> yeah. Um, great. <laughs> really succinct idea. And but in the in the first Matrix, it is you're the one. I don't know if I am. Oh, wait, no, I am the one. No, I that have. Is, that is the story of, of The Matrix. Whereas the story of Blade Runner 2049 is, I think I might be special. Fuck. Oh, God. Oh, shit. No, I, I am. And then, oh, no, I'm not. And actually, the the, the journey of, of his character is, is, is interesting. I think the reason why I find it interesting is because I tweeted semi-recently about... Blade Runner 2049, and I got this quite annoying tweet where someone said, "It's Blade Runner 2049 is the story about a man who's not special uh, when it should have been about a woman who is. And I was like, mm, no, that's a different story. It could have been that story. <laughs> but, that's it a, but that's a different story. The, 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 you know, the, that, would have been, that would have been Harry Potter. That would have been Luke Skywalker. And that would have been fine. But the reason why I found this idea interesting and the reason why it got me thinking about it is because actually I think it's about the auteurship, the, 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 the sort of the, the voice behind the creativity that is telling me more about how this story is being told. And I think maybe it'll be interesting to see how the Matrix 4 lines up. I think it's probably going to be more like a Star Wars nostalgia-y type sequel than, than maybe an interesting Blade Runner to see sequel. But it's interesting to see that 
the people who I don't think you would have got Blade, Blade Runner twenty forty nine without things like The Matrix because it feels like those movies and and it felt like the nineties especially was full of stuff like that um, about special people doing special things and it feels like now it's the response of the the person behind the camera going that's not real that's not how it that's not how it feels to me but it was something I was I was told. So it's more, I think I'm saying it more about the filmmakers than I am about the actual um, stories and how they explore the idea of spe being special. Um, so do you, do, you, do, you mean a younger, do you mean a younger generation of filmmakers? So do you mean that you think that filmmakers now, younger filmmakers, not sort of contemporaneously with you, mm -hmm. would not make a film in which you are the special one because they don't have that feeling about themselves? Potentially, I'm not going to say I'm not going to paint that brush as broad as that. I think that it's still possible, obviously, to tell a story that's interesting about you know because it's it is it's the really old tale of Jesus. It is I mean everyone knows the religious connotations that are explored in the Matrix and in lots of other medium uh, media's as well. I think it's more that because this stuff existed and it was so popular that this feels like a response to it. That, that, and, and it feels like people like Ryan Johnson and Denis Villeneuve are almost replying to the works that they were given. Like, how do I put a twist on this? How do I make this story original again? It's just taking a different perspective on it. And that's all, I think that's an interesting way to look at any idea because there's no original ideas anymore. So how do you look at it in a, in a different way? And the different perspective on The Matrix would be who, who could you tell that story from? what perspective could you tell that story from in order to to make it about somebody who believes what neo believes but doesn't get like harry potter told from the perspective of neville longbottom is interesting because he could have been killed yeah. that night by voldemort he just happened to have his 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 parents just happened to have been killed by i think bellatrix lestrange so that happened that all i think that all happened on the same night but they just chose random houses of who, which which babies are we going to try and kill um and Voldemort got Harry Potter and it just coincidentally turned out that that's just how it happened but if Harry Potter was told from the perspective of Neville Longbottom it'd be a very different story about someone who could have been special but wasn't or at least not as special as Harry Potter do you think that um that the possibility is that because what because if we come back to Last Jedi when mm -hmm. I'm, this is weird. I know that I'm now returning to Last Jedi like some kind of Old Testament text. If we can just go to Book Four, and uh, but but it does feel like about, that, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. The thing about Last Jedi is the you're not special is not you're not special. It's you are special because everybody's special. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing about the little kid at the end putting broom the hold broom boy. Thank you, holding the thing up. It feels to me that that is the product of somebody who's saying, you know, in in unity strength, and that it's. I mean, I always think back on the the eighties and I mean, to some extent the nineties as being a particularly solipsistic time. Um, you know, the the kind of the rise of uh, finance culture and uh, you, you know uh, extravagant difference between. Uh, the rich and the poor and, and the kind of flouting of wealth, all that sort of stuff. You know, people, uh, everything in the wake of Margaret Thatcher saying there is no such thing as um, 
a society, whatever it was that she said. And it feels to me that the that the whole thing with Last Jedi is that it's a kind of it is what you were suggesting. It's a kind of lovely hippie. You know, if, if everybody comes together, we can all you know we can overthrow. And I think that's very present force. in Blade Runner twenty forty nine as well. Like the moment when he finds out that when she goes, "Oh, you thought it was you." And we all we all wish it was us. That's what she says. Yeah. And then she says, but and I can't remember how it's phrased. But then the message after that is basically, you can still be a cog in this machine. You can still yes. help. You can still yes. be. You can still matter. You can still make a difference. You don't have to yeah. have been. You don't have to be at the top of that pyramid. But you and I, I think that's a much nicer message, and it feels more appropriate for our times right now when everything is so divided. Yeah, but see, I would agree with that, and I'd say therefore that it's not. I think maybe it, the, the the misinterpretation is mine. I thought at the beginning what you were saying was it, that people used to think believe in specialists and now they don't. But actually, what you're saying is that what what's believed in now is is better and stronger. And I mean, again, because of my age, this in my mind uh, calls to mind that that central passage from Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, in which Hunter Thompson describes the wave of the 60s breaking you know breaking and rolling back and what he says is um we had all the momentum we were riding the crest of a high and beautiful wave and and he said he said that thing about you to be alive in that particular time in the 60s where you could strike sparks everywhere and everybody knew that somehow there was a a communal movement that was going to overthrow the forces of evil and he says not in any mean or military sense we didn't need that we were just right and we knew we were and we and he says we 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 you know he uses that and then he says and now with the right eyes you can go up to a mountain in Vaughan, you can look back and you could almost see the point that the wave crashed and rolled back and what he's talking about is that moment when i mean psychedelia and the hippie thing and everything but also that thought about communal coming together defeating the forces of old and evil has gone and now he's living in a world in which it is all just it's it's him and his attorney in the car and driving to las vegas which of course is hell on earth and so it's that sort of you know i think what you're talking about in a weird way is exactly the thing that we started joking about about it is you know it's the hey ashbury it's it's san francisco in the in the middle 60s when <laughs> maybe it is okay you know come on people come together and everything will be made better and if that jack if that's the case and if we all come out of this particular thing that we're all going through now feeling that that's a pretty good place to be isn't it yeah i completely agree yeah and i think that that's why it resonates so highly right now is it because it is they are stories about people working together as a group rather than one person to save us all and I think that we've been shown recently that, I mean, just using the big bad at the top, Donald Trump, like some people believe and believed and still do believe that he is, was and continues to be a savior for some groups. And I think that anyone being given that much power and anyone that desires to have that much power, I just, I just don't, I don't find anything heroic in it. And I think that that's why in a way and in a pop culture sense in as big as pop culture can get i think that's why the avengers are so popular as well because it's a coming together of special people who don't who can't achieve something alone and they need each other and they need each other's different skills on a in a very like heightened way but still it, it's the same idea that's being explored that you can't do this sort of stuff alone you can't you know you, you need friends and you need support and you need community 
And I think that's what we've been talking about since the beginning, even when we were talking about sharing a cinema experience with other people. I think that we, there's strength in numbers, is I think what I'm saying. And I almost feel like that's a more appropriate story for today rather than the story of a man who is told he's special and then he is. I think that's a lovely... I think that's a lovely sentiment. And actually, I think that's quite a lovely place to leave this because I think that, that, that I, yeah, I think anything I add would just detract from it. Jack, thank you very much. This has been I'm a real glad pleasure. I'm impressed PhD Dr. Kermode. <laughs> yeah, your marks will be in the post. I'll just discuss it. With the <laughs> thing. Um, as I said, if you're listening to this on the podcast and you want to go to the Patreon page, you can see a thrilling video of it with Jack with his super high tech thing and me in in my in my office and i think we're going to do a we'll do another conversation now for a, a podcast in a, in a week or so's time jack it was a real pleasure thank you very much plenty of food for thought there get in touch with us incidentally you can um you can tweet yeah, if you have me any at ideas movie. yeah i'd love to know anything you think we may have missed or a topic that we may have like avoided yeah, in yeah. this conversation i think it's a huge conversation that's too big for one podcast and uh, so yeah if you want to get in touch with with us on twitter mine is at jack howard and yours is kermode movie at kermode movie and then and you also are, you're on instagram i have an instagram account but i don't really understand how it works but i'm we're doing this thing slowly. at the moment mark where we're doing a, a new tag a new challenge called the hollywood at home challenge where okay. people are recreating uh, famous hollywood images or stills from movies and i would really like you to do one i think that'll be really really fun it's what just just a still image yeah, just like yeah a I'll one send you the ones that I've done. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of a film featuring a heavy set guy. I could just do. That's... <laughs> All right. Thanks very much. As I said, if you enjoyed it, remember to subscribe, tell your friends, uh, and everybody stay home, stay safe, protect the NHS, save lives. Thank you. Wash your hands. Wash your hands a lot. And I mean a <laughs> My lot. My hands are so dry. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard, isn't it, Jay? It's hard work. It's hard, especially for me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So everybody remember that this whole discussion was about communal thing, but in the end, it's all about Jack. <laughs> right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna press stop now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.